Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Mary. We're two best friends who've known each other since we were five. Now we're 30, and we are thirsty for information. And hungry for knowledge. Join us every week as we explore two topics. Everything from organs to orgies, and so much more. Subscribe to our podcast to learn along with us. We promise we'll have a good time. Hi, Mary. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking me. Um, It's nice to be able to see your face again. It is. I'm glad. My face especially. Yours. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mine, not so much. (laughs) No, it's... I wish I could forget all about it. You love me. (laughs) You can't tell me that. (laughs) Okay. I guess, whatever. I'm not telepathic or anything, but feel like you're you do and deep inside really deep down (laughs) (laughs) thanks for admitting it i've been tricked (laughs) so today lauren and i are going to talk about two totally different topics per usual first up energy drinks after that dead bodies (laughs) things to do with your bodies when you don't need them anymore which should be interesting. Um, we're going to shorten that to DBs uh, when no, necessary. No, we're not. I we're am. Not gonna do. So I just have I, a little warning. Well, I it need... doesn't matter if you do because I'm the one teaching about it. Okay, but if I ask a question or something, I'm going to refer to them as DBs. By the time we get to this, you will have totally forgotten about this. Okay. Challenge accepted. So you think. Okay. Okay. So we're Energy gonna... drinks. <laughs> EDs. <laughs> We're gonna you. we're gonna start out with energy drinks today, which is the opposite of DBs. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this. Um. So okay, my question was, how are they so pervasive? Why do we all know about them? Why are they in every single drugstore? They seem kind of dangerous, don't they? Mary, have you ever been tired? That's why. Okay, makes sense to me. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, we all we know energy drinks. Give me an energy mm. drink that you know. Red Bull. Monster. Those are the only two. The five-hour energy drinks. Yes. And there's actually one called cocaine at one point. What? <laughs> oh, wait. Are you talking about actual cocaine? It's called, nope. <laughs> cocaine in a bottle that was technically an energy drink, which had the most caffeine. Was that um, just Coca-Cola before they reformulated it? No. This is a separate thing. This was a separate thing. called cocaine. It's banned. What year, what year was this? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so let me go through a little bit of the history of energy drinks. So it started with the soft drink industry. So Pepsi was first actually marketed as an energy booster back in the day oh, before the, uh, like in the 1900s early. And then Coca-Cola contained two stimulants coca leaves and cola nuts cola with a k and that was banned in 1904 because people were like i don't think you can sell cocaine and then you start seeing actual energy drinks pop up so there was one called dr enough e-n-u-f it's actually still produced in tennessee you can only get in tennessee Uh, And then there are a bunch of other versions in the UK, Japan, South Korea. In Thailand in the 70s, we had Krating Dung. Okay. 
And that was the original Red Bull. It means red. Really? Yeah, it means red guar, G-U-A-R, which is a type of bull in Thailand. Hmm. So this guy, Chaleo Yudvija, he was very poor um, Thai person. He was born in the countryside. His family raised ducks. He became an antibiotic salesman in Bangkok. And then he started creating these small bottles of the red guar. Um, and they kind of look like medicine bottles. So they're like brown mm. and small and kind of marketed as like, hey, these are for like laborers and like drivers and uh, even like mm-hmm. Muay Thai boxers, just like kind of our what we'd think of like as our like blue collar workers. Um, they, they were not carbonated at all, uh, but they were really, really popular. So he actually met this other guy called Dietrich Mateschitz. <laughs> I don't know how you say that, but Dietrich is from Austria. He comes over to Thailand in 1987. He tries one of these red guars, and he's like, wow, this like cured my jet lag. He just like loved that he was like hyped up after his plane mm. ride. So he got in on it, um, and he basically worked with Chaleo, and they split... 50-50, and they have kind of uh, an agreement to do two different products. So one is like a completely different recipe in Thailand than it is in when he brought it back to Austria and like brought it basically to the world. So both of them, billionaires, the Chaleo from Thailand, he dies, but he dies like multi-billionaire. Nice. They is it all- still called... Um, red guar or the translation of that in Thailand today? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you can still get it, and it's a lot different just because it's not carbonated. Um, but they changed oh. it to be carbonated because, like, you know, other audiences, like Western audiences, mm-hmm. are just used to it. Still tastes like shit, though. Have you ever had one? No, the smell alone has put me off from ever trying an energy drink, and I will never touch my mouth to okay. one of them. Good. It's super disgusting they totally recognized when it was happening they recognized the taste was terrible but it was all about like the feeling you get from it um yeah i'd rather i'd rather do real drugs i know right so many liquids too like you have to pee all the time and you have to like drink a lot of it you only need a little cocaine fine you can bring it anywhere planes to businesses whatever shove it up your butt no one can find it it's fine (laughs) no I I just drink coffee yeah me too I I always thought they looked like toxic waste anyway so I was like I don't think I want to smell like it I was like I'm gonna put like cookies in my body but not energy drinks I think that's fair one is like gasoline and the other one is sugar like those are ingredients I have and can see in a pantry. Exactly. Um, they're not chemicals. Exactly. So Red Bull became super popular. He marketed it to the biggest thing was that he marketed at uh, nightclubs and to college kids. It's all about mm-hmm. staying awake and partying and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they started integrating it into like extreme sports. And you see now people like Red Bull gives you wings, jumping out of airplanes. Right. Formula One team is like named after Red Bull. So okay, well nobody knows anything about Formula One. <laughs> These guys Let's do talk Formula Sixty Nine. <laughs> You're sick. You're I know. sick. I know. 
Uh, okay, so then we go into 2002. Energy drinks are starting to be made in bigger and bigger cans. Because America. And they get around the, um, basically the serving size for like safe amount of caffeine by making each can multiple servings. Oh. So you're really not. So you're not even supposed to have the second half of the can? No. No. But everyone does. Yeah. Why would you make it and be like, oh, I'll have this half and then my friend will have the other half of this. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. I hate. Uh, 2004. Do you remember those five hour energy commercials? That's when that started cropping up. Oh, my God. It was like, are you hitting an afternoon lull? And it was like, (laughs) like, turns gray. And there's like someone like sleeping in their desk oh (laughs) yeah it's like sorry this didn't this didn't like leave a lasting impression on me like it did you (laughs) it was like oh wow 2 30 really is a time when i get very tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so five five hour energy popped up and they're highly caffeinated these energy drinks the problem is the rest of the shit in it and how it might react with the caffeine so what do you mean how it might react? Isn't it designed to react with it? They don't know. They just what? They don't know how what it does. So oh, that's irresponsible. Yeah. So there's taurine and guarana. Guarana is a fruit. It has two times the caffeine concentration as coffee beans. Taurine okay. is just an, an amino acid produced by your body, and it supports like digestion, immune system, central nervous system, and stuff like that. So they don't really know. What happens when you put them all together? So in the like 60 years this shit has been around, no one's no one's done the research. They're trying. Uh, So basically, like they know what happens with short term effects because they've tested that. So it's like, okay, basically three to four hours. This was from the American Heart Association. Three to four hours after you drink 32 ounces of energy drinks, your heart's electrical activity is abnormal. So that's potentially life threatening. Also, your blood vessels are narrowed, but basically, there's not a lot known about taurine and guarana, and there's not a lot known about how the combination of factors affects you. Plus, there's like tons of sugar, so then you have like a bunch of studies about diabetes and shit like that. Um, Mm. And then there's a lack of regulation about the safety of the drinks and super aggressive marketing tactics, but... Five-hour energy in 2012, uh, the New York Times reported that they were potentially responsible for 13 deaths over four years. And that's because they can't really attribute it to energy drinks. So that's the problem. It's like, it could have been just like the fact that it was mixed with alcohol. It could have been the, I don't know. The fact that somebody already had a heart condition when they drank it. Yeah. Exactly. In 2007, it said 1,000 adolescents ages 12 to 17, went to the emergency room for an energy drink-related emergency. Whoa. So they're attempting to figure it out. This was an extreme problem uh, with Four loco. You remember Four loco, right? Yeah. So it just became like a cultural phenomenon. And oh, yeah, because people were excited because you could die from it. And people were like, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. people are fucking stupid. So guess who... In- who invented four loco? Guess um, what? what s- a white person, a white. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. What kind? Ca- yeah. Where? I guess. <laughs> From California, is this what you're trying to get me to say? No, I'm trying to get you to say frat boys. Oh. So, who better to invent a drink that contains 
caffeine, and alcohol all mixed in one disgusting punch-flavored drink. Listen, I just didn't think frat boys had this kind of, like, motivation or scientific knowledge to, you know, actually do this. They've got the motivation, Lauren. Have you been to a frat party? Not really. Wow. I went to a couple, and they are terrifying. It's just the, uh, the, the punch bowl with disgusting amounts of booze in it. That's basically what a four loco is. <laughs> oh, okay. Jungle juice. Jungle juice. Um, so they designed something. Frat boys from Ohio State University designed Ew, something. Of I know. course it was from there. I know, right? Uh. So they designed something they wanted to call energy beer. <laughs> Four Loco's not better. Nope. Um, so it was, it's basically a premium malt beverage. And it contained four ingredients, which is how it was named. Taurine, guarana, caffeine, and wormwood. Do you know what wormwood is? Uh, yes. It's when you hold up a piece of driftwood and a bunch of worms crawl out. Yes. Or it's an ingredient <laughs> in witchcraft. Ooh, wormwood elixir. I have newt. Wormwood. Um, I have. I have no idea. It's um. It's a supposed psychoactive ingredient found in absinthe. Really? Yeah, that's like the 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 ingredient that's banned in the U.S. Then how is Four Loco operating? So they don't have it there. <laughs> they don't have it anymore. So it's just three logos. Well, also, like, they also say that Four Loco was named after potentially having four standard drinks within it. Like, they think of it as, like, a beer, a wine, a shot, and a cocktail. <laughs> so it could be that there's four ingredients, or it could be that there's four drinks inside of it. Either way, this was a 23.5-ounce can with 12% alcohol, um, and they had, like, disgusting-ass flavors, like, Sour apple, blaze, which is a flavor. Wait, blaze, <laughs> blaze. <laughs> like you just feel like you're on fire or something. I mean... <laughs> uh, okay. Red was a flavor, which was Swedish fish flavor. Red. Okay. I feel like we started <laughs> off strong with sour apple, and then we just used work again. I think because maybe it was made by frat boys, and they were like, "That's cool," and you're like, "We should cool. call it blaze." <laughs> They uh, have a couple discontinued flavors called Coco Loco and Blue Hurricane. Uh, but, like, I definitely remember everyone blacking out. People wanted to. They were like, we're going to get fucked up and go to the hospital. See you later. So then they basically banned it for a bit until they redid the recipe. But mm. when they banned it, it the was sales like. went up. I remember everybody was trying to get that shit. Yeah, they were trying to get it on eBay, Craigslist. And I, I, I wish that you were there. Maybe you were. There was a vigil held in Union Square. <laughs> I definitely did not go to that. <laughs> so funny. A vigil for Four Loco. Everyone was like sharing their stories no. about Four oh Loco. <laughs> no, I definitely, definitely, definitely didn't even hear about that until just now. Well, R.I.P. Now it it doesn't have um the energy portion of it so so it's just a drink yeah it's just a drink it's just a gross drink cool uh so that's energy drinks it's pretty, pretty gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and then we're going to discuss dbs 
dead bodies. We're back and we're talking we're talking dead body yaddy 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 yaddies. Okay. So we're talking body disposition. Woo! That is the process of disposing of your body once you're done with it. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go through the normal ways. Then we're going to go through what I like to call the science ways. <laughs> and then we're going to go through then we're going to go through the weird ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things that get pretty nuts. Is that one you're going to tell us about body farms? No, that's in science ways. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, well, first I'd like to ask you, what, do you have any plans for what you're going to do with your body? Um, I think, now, not to ask me again when you're done, but I think cremation is a good idea. Um, I just think open casket funerals are a thing of the past and creepy okay well i'm gonna go into why everyone's wrong damn it okay um in my opinion where i am high and mighty and because the only the best thing you can do with your body is to donate mummification okay in some way (laughs) you don't need it nobody needs it Okay, just hear me out. I'm going to donate your body right now to my fist. I would love nothing more. Well, I'm in a different location. Okay. Okay. So burial is the most normal way, or allegedly (laughs) normal. (laughs) Burials are the most expensive way you can get rid of a body. Oh, I believe it. Um, All those fancy caskets. Yeah. So a traditional burial includes embalming and dressing the body then putting it in a casket, and then entombing it in an outer vault at a purchased cemetery plot or crypt. Ugh. So there's just cost, cost, cost. But this is, like, very traditional. We see it on TV shows all the time. You Body, casket, ground. You get it. Great. You have to pay for yeah, well, like, the casket itself and then the casket holder. But you could do another kind of burial, which is a direct burial, or as it's also known, a green burial. Eek. And this doesn't involve any chemicals and any embalming. You are basically buried in a shroud or a wooden casket or a mushroom suit. This is like a cool new Fuck invention. That. No, it's super cool. It looks like a fun black fencing outfit. Ugh. And it has mushroom spores that accelerate your body decomposition. So it's not just taking up space and wasting away. It's great for the earth. I gotta say, this makes me um, want to throw up. What? Why? This is disgusting. I can't. I'm picturing it and it's disgusting. But continue. You can't see the mushroom spores. They're very tiny. They're spores. It's not mushroom. Okay. I'll show you a picture. It's totally normal. And like we need to destigmatize how weird you find death. Okay. Um, Uh, It's not death. It's the mushrooms. Oh, okay. But. That's fair. Really quick. But you need a dedicated cemetery for that. You can't just do that anywhere. You have to find a green cemetery. Got it. Um, or a place that will allow this. And there aren't that many of them. There are more now because of the environmentalism movement. But, you know, there's a lot of money in death and people are going to make it. Yeah. You know? So these specific plots for the bodysuits, what's different about them? How come you can be buried there without a casket? Uh, the whole cemetery is dedicated for that. What's different? Why can you do that? Yeah. Because that's what the owner of the plot of land has decided. Okay. It's allowed. 
Because the and risk. probably these areas are also like not flood zones and stuff like that. Right. So your bodies can't be like, hello. Bye. We're back, baby. <laughs> um, and then there's a third type of burial we can get into. Burial at sea. Vikings. No, but that's illegal pretty much everywhere. Oh, okay. The one where you set them on <laughs> um, fire and put them in a canoe and say bye. Yeah. It's like you have to have like very special permit and you can only do it in like one place in Europe. Okay. <laughs> uh, so basically rule that out, everybody. Um, so burial at sea is when you're dumped in the water. Uh, and normally you need, this is pretty fucked up, you need to be wrapped in like a shroud or like if you're a Navy man or something and you want to be wrapped in like your sail, then you also have to be wrapped in a bunch of ch- to keep you down oh my god um or like if you're gonna be buried in a casket it has to be a metal casket with they have all these regulations for where these holes need to be drilled and how many you need to make sure that it sinks shit Um, and you have to notify the epa 30 days after up to 30 days after your burial you can also dump cremains um just as long as they're at least three nautical nautical miles from the shore and you can only do this kind of thing in oceans there are some lakes and places that will allow it but the permit applies only to oceans. Um, Wait, so you need... So you can't just dump your anything in like a river or a lake, whatever, without permits. So when you say cremains, you also have to get permission to throw in cremation remains? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you can generally go through some sort of charter service or whatever. It's like you basically have permission. You just have to notify people, like the government agency, that just so that they know what's been dumped in their waters and also... Like, if you're dumping a body or something like that, no one's going to be like, there was a murder here. They're like, oh, yeah, they put Joe here last week. Oh, my God. Um, I thought you could just go around and sprinkle it wherever you want. No, you have to tell people. Holy shit. I mean, I'm sure you can and, like, no one's really going to know, but you're not supposed to. All right. Then we have, you know, cremation, as you said. And this is the most, currently the most popular way of getting rid of your body. Um. So this is when you incinerate your body and you turn it into ashes. Um, And this can be done by the crematorium or a funeral home can send it out for you. Uh, Some places let your family watch, which I think sounds really morbid. Fuck that. I guess if you're worried, like, I don't know, maybe you have like somebody in the mafia or something and you want to make sure they're burning that body and not like doing something weird with it or something like that. Maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know. I made all of that up, but it sounds really cool. Right? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then you select uh, your container that you want to be burned in. You can pick a cardboard box or a wooden coffin. And then you get to pick out your container for your ashes or an urn. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, then I would probably be stuffed inside Merle. <laughs> <laughs> Because he'd be dead first, and I'd be like, put me in there. She's talking we'll about her forever. cat, which is very strange. <laughs> um, and then you can, like, either store your, like, somebody from your family can keep the urn, whatever, or you can be stored in uh, a columbarium, which is a section of a cemetery where, you know, you see all those plaques and stuff, and basically oh, yeah. um, your urn's in a drawer somewhere, just so people, people, all kinds of people can visit right. in case that's a thing you want. And then we have... The coolest kind of cremation, which is aquamation. Aquamation. Or hydrocremation. Or liquefaction. It sounds like I'm about to sing Grease Lightning. <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Aquamation. Hydrocremation. Liquefaction. 
bitch dead bodies, bodies dead, dissolving dead bodies, bodies dissolving <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool um so this is when you use chemicals and heat to dissolve your body into a liquid um and this is the lowest carbon footprint uh you can have in a common form of you know cremation so you would prefer this one over the other one i would but it's not legal in all states yet it's like not been fully regulated because people are just weird about it okay so Um, what happens like the mayo clinic does this with bodies um you use a process called alkaline hydrosis um and that is just when the chemicals break down your body in conjunction with heat or gas or something um and then you just get your little liquid in a container okay science time um here is where I'm going to tell you what you should do with your body. Donate your organs if you can. It's the best thing you can possibly do. You register with the state. You tell your family members. You put it on your driver's license. 19 people die every day waiting for an organ. Oh, my God. You don't need you don't need them at all. You don't think. You don't feel. You don't anything. If you can save a life, why not? Lauren, is it also as easy as checking off the box when you register for your license? It is. Okay, then I did that. We're done. You can also do it online with the state. And you can also donate your tissue, which is great too. Your eyes, um, your bones, your ligaments, valves, corneas, these can all help save lives. And this is done separately. And we'll link to it in our Instagram bio or something. Cool. If you want to donate your tissue. It literally takes under a minute to do. And this doesn't prevent you from having any kind of burial or cremation? Nope. They will still give you your body back or whatever whatever you want to do with it. doesn't prevent anything from happening. Uh, then you can also donate your entire body to like a med school. Um, and this is where it gets a little complicated. Not a little complicated. But if you decide to donate your entire body, uh, this will often supersede organ donation. So if you're an organ donor but you donate your body to med school, they're going to just take your body and give it to maybe like some first year med students to dissect and understand anatomy and stuff like that and with all of the organs. So you won't be able to donate your organs if it's going Makes to sense. the medical school. Right. Um, so if you want to do this, there's a bunch of lists of medical schools online and you can choose based on what you want to be used for or what program you're more strongly affiliated it with. Um, and then we get to a really cool thing. Body farms. Body farms. Uh, uh, so I learned about this because Bernardo, my old roommate, uh, actually did this. Uh, there are seven body farms in the U.S. And there, researchers study body decomposition and things that help, like, law enforcement investigations. Um, and they can also train cadaver dogs and search and rescue teams. Uh, so here's what Bernardo said. He said the program is through FACTS, Forensic Anthropology Center at Texas State. That's the one he did. So the body farm is just acres of land devoted to studying human decomposition and like different rates of decomp and under different circumstances. So research can be used in court. So what do Um, you want to contribute your body to? Science? Forensics? There's so many things. Or do you just want to become a little puddle of water in a vial? Right. There's even more you can do in science world. (gasps) Plastination. Um... This is when you basically do body world, bodies exhibit. <gasps> yes, I want to be in a bodies exhibit. Pure fame. Yeah. So your body's water and fats are replaced with silicone, plastic. Uh, and that means that your body won't decay and can even be touched. Um, there's a facility in Heidelberg, Germany, that does this. 
And it takes about a year because once they're done plastinating you, they also have to position you because some bodies are shown like riding horses or doing like Dancing. jumping yeah. and stuff. And then they harden you with like gas, light, or heat. Um, you don't really get to choose whether or not you're going to be a body world's body, but some are because some are also said to med schools. Okay. You can also have your skeleton sent to this anthropology museum in New Mexico. They have a really extensive skeleton collection and bone research institution there. Or just like a, a collection? Weird... She's like, we're just going to collect a bunch of skeletons. No reason. For study. For study. <laughs> yeah, no reason at all. <laughs> and then there's also the Mutter Museum in Philly. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. Me either, but I want to go. Um, and this place has all kinds of cool things. So if your body's a little weird, send it there. Um, they have skulls there. They have Einstein's brain there. They have uh, lots of weird types of bodies. Like, they actually have body casts and the livers, weirdly, of... Remember Chang and Ang Bunker, the first Siamese twins? Yeah. They're there. What? Yeah. So they focus on, like, abnormalities and studying that kind of thing. So... It's like it can be as little as like a spine curvature, or whatever. Or is this a, a dead freak show? Kind of. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go when it opens back up. Um, so those are the science ways. Science. Science. Now let's get into the weirdest things you can possibly do with your okay, body. Okay, thought those were pretty weird, but okay, I'm ready. Okay, so you can get turned into a diamond. Done. Um. No, it's a big scam. They're like, they don't really need a lot of your ashes. And if they have hair, they'll just use that. Ew. So it's like, like if they just have one hair, like they're using very little of you. It's so stupid. It's just, it's like mostly not even you. It's kind of a scam. Um, you can get turned into a tree if you get a, buried in a bio urn and then you add some soil and a seedling and then you will fertilize a tree while you decompose. Fun. Pretty cool. Um, you can become a reef. Uh, they'll basically mix your ashes with some environmentally safe concrete and you can become a habitat for marine life only available on the eastern and gulf coast. So something like that, like, help the science world or is it mostly for you? It's like a talking point. The reef, the reef thing helps. It does. They're like, we need some yeah. human ashes to make this happen. Like, we couldn't do this well, without no, but you. It's, well, there's not a lot of money in building artificial reefs. So if people want to pay for this, that helps them a lot. Got it. And also, it's better than a, the following, which I will tell you, you can be turned into a firework. Why? I don't know, man. You can be turned into a vinyl record. Okay, how do you feel about being launched into space, though? Okay. Um, I mean, to be fair, these are we're launching cremains. We're not just having bodies, like, flying around, <laughs> getting shot into space. Okay, yes, thank you for clarifying. These are all being used with cremains. Like you- <laughs> it's annoying because, like, they don't have the resources to shoot me into space now. And, like, why am I going to want that when I'm dead? Exactly. Um, well, there's a bunch of different price points, which I think you'll find interesting. Ooh, ooh, yeah. The cheapest option is that you return to Earth after you're done orbiting it. Wait, return to Earth? <laughs> I'm sorry, return to Earth. <laughs> Welcome to Earth! <laughs> That's exactly what they'll say to you when you return. Um, you can stay in your... The, for a little more money, you can stay in the Earth's orbit forever. <laughs> Just dead ashes circling around. We need more I don't debris. know why we're just putting trash in yep. space, but it's happening. Uh, you can go in the moon's orbit or onto the surface of the moon. That's the most expensive, like $1,300. Or you can be launched into 
deep space. Same amount of money. This isn't that expensive. I thought it was going to be more. It's not. It's pretty d- stupid, though. It is really stupid, but um, probably cheaper than a uh, proper uh, typical bar- burial. Burial? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you still have to be paid to be cremated first, but... Hmm. Um, and then you can also be just launched into the sky via this biodegradable balloon <laughs> that will float and just at some point burst and then your ashes just wind up wherever. That's not um, cool. Do you have to tell the EPA about that too? Hmm? Nah. Of course. <laughs> that for some reason you don't. Um, you can cryogenically freeze yourself. Yes. Austin Powers style, and this is going to cost you twenty eight thousand dollars plus some yearly dues. Okay, that's a big one. Um, you can mix your ashes into some tattoo ink and become a part of a new body. <laughs> Whoa, new life. There's also this thing called a Balinese burial tree that you could do, and you're going to hate this one, um, where they put your body in a tree canopy and the vultures eat you. Is that the last thing you're going to say? Yeah, are we, you know. Are we going out on that note? You know we are. The body, 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 body. So you've definitely given me a lot to think about. Yeah. And to have nightmares about. Mm-hmm. In my humble opinion, there's really only one or two correct things to do with your body. Okay, tell me. Donate your organs, your tissues. Save somebody else's life. You don't need anything. Um, And then if you can't do that or whatever, you know, donate your body to science. Help save lives in the future. Be a part of a medical discovery. You know, help budding law enforcement officials learn how to catch murderers and save more lives. It's just obvious. You don't need a body. Do something great with it. Bling. Do something great today. Everything else is selfish and dumb. Cut that part. So Lauren, <laughs> Lauren will put up some of this information you just heard on our Instagram at learning with Lauren and Mary. Um, so you can uh, learn more about it. Lauren, I'm actually really thinking about the tissue thing. Could be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm signed up to donate whatever. Cool. Can I have when, your... Uh, whenever, wherever. Shakira style. Can I have your eye for fun? No, but, like, if you don't have an eye and I'm dead, you can. Ugh. But I want both my eyes if I can have them. Okay. So let's sign off. <laughs> okay. All right. Good, Good night, night. And leave, us, leave alone. us alone. Thanks so much for listening. Listen to Learning with Lauren and Mary wherever you listen to podcasts. If there's a topic you're interested in learning about, email us at learning at laurenandmary.com. Or find us on Instagram at learning with Lauren and Mary.